Hey, this is Retrace. Welcome. We're all getting richer, uh, but education might be dividing us in terms of inequality. And the machines are watching, and Putin might have cancer, and there might be a black hole. This is Retrace, segment number 42, Sunday, November 6th, 2022, 11 p.m. Eastern. Daylight saving time just passed. Got an extra hour. That was awesome. I needed that. Retrace is about what's going on out there. A few things to cover, from wealth to black holes. We're doing the news, and we're doing it on the basis of um, our hypotheses. We're up to, we've done the first nine, nine. we're on H10, 11, and 12. H10 is about wealth, H11 is about wild cards, and H12 is about computers. That's the one that's meant to tie it all together. Number 12, we go to 11, but reality goes to 12. Okay, let's let's start with H12, wealth. Uh, the current trend toward concentration of wealth is making human life worse. That, that was the original hypothesis. Um, and if you look in the retrace 17 notes, I think it's 17, I go into some detail. This is a hard one. This is a hard one to defend. There's so many definitions. You know, human quality of, what's quality of life? What's, you know, better or worse? What's income? What's an asset? What's inequality? That's, I'm, I'm not even... I'm, I, this, I probably have the least confidence in this hypothesis that the current trend toward concentration of wealth is making human life worse. I don't know if there's a trend toward concentration of wealth, and I don't even know if it makes life worse, if there is one. The latest Credit Suisse research report, Global Wealth Report for 2022, although it's about the year ending 2021, came out, I don't know, maybe around, the editorial deadline was around September, but it's, it, you know, the, the last, the latter half of this year. They say on wealth growth, so inequality is not the same as wealth. Concentration of wealth is, in, you know, inequality. Or is it? Like, you could define it differently. You could define income based on, you could define it based on income. You could define it based on assets, both, some mixture of the two. This is a very, this is a very difficult one to un- untangle. But in the, in the latest Global Wealth Report, they say aggregate global wealth grew by 12.7% in 2021, which is the fastest annual rate ever recorded. 2021 was kind of a weird year in the tail end of the COVID wave of events. That's, that's wealth. But then on, on the distribution of wealth, maybe, maybe your definition of inequality, the wealth share of the global top 1% rose for a second year running to reach 45.6% in 2021, up from basically 44%, 43.9 in 2019. So two years from, in two years it goes from 44 to pushing 46, probably due to the surge in value of financial assets as opposed to non-financial assets, financial assets, stocks, bonds, cash, non-financial houses. Intellectual property is, is non-financial, stuff that's not, easy, not liquid. But uh, yeah, like 45%, 46%, uh, of, of, of wealth is owned by 1% globally. Seems off, right? But I don't know, like, what's normal? You can't compare it to another Earth. Then in the, um, the IMF, I think it's the IMF, right? Wow, crikey. Yeah, like an article in a journal published by the IMF. They quote this Dutch economist, the late Dutch economist, Jan Tinbergen, Nobel Prize winning, won the first Nobel Prize in economics. I've never heard of him before, but you know. inequality is the result of a, of a race between technology and education. 
Now, we all, we all know technology is racing ahead, right? But if, if education doesn't keep up with it, that's what Tinbergen is saying is inequality. Or is the result, uh, that's what results in inequality. It's not bad, guys. It's not a bunch of people being evil or newly evil, any more evil than every generation of human beings is inherently. Some fractional part of it is evil. It's the, the race, this, the, you know, the gap between technology and education. Is that what it is? Man, it would be a great insight if, if, you, could really, if you could really defend it, if it stands up to scrutiny. Interesting, that one. I'm going to have to think about that. I only found that today. Uh, wild cards. H11 is wild cards. New technologies, discoveries, and deception regularly cause historic changes. Of course they do. Putin might have cancer. It's, I'm quote, it's the New York, I'm not quoting anybody. The New York Post is reporting on some leaked emails. It's just like leaks and claims and stuff. But, you know, he's holding the desk in that one video. And I, from when I saw that months and months ago, I was like, that's not right. That's like a Parkinson's thing or something. And, you know, there's like photos of him with maybe, you know, there's like IV marks in his hand, maybe. Who knows? You're not going to, this is deception, right? It's a wild card. If he has cancer, if he, and it's like, might be pancreatic, like it might be really an aggressive. If he has that, then there's this guy, they, they invoke a game theory expert who's saying like the only scenario, from a game theory perspective, the only scenario where Putin would use nukes is if he were dying. Um, that's a wild card if he really does have cancer, but I'm not saying he does, like nobody knows, but the New York Post is reporting on it, you know, reporting on the, on the leaks. I want to go back to protein folding just for a second. Yesterday we talked about it in relation to which I I don't know. We talked about it yesterday. Technology. Um, probably. Probably, right? And um, I just want to say, like, I read a lot about AlphaFold yesterday and the new um, Meta slash Facebook stuff. It just seems like a really big deal in the biological in the bio, in the community of biologists and, and, and that little subset of, of, of the world. They're talking about it like it's a game changer. They're talking about how much things have changed in the last two years, how you like you have to revamp your resume even because of this thing, because if you're not working on things that, that utilize this technology, um, you're out. No one's interested. I don't think I got that across yesterday. I don't think I really absorbed it yesterday, just what a game changer AlphaFold uh, has been and it is being and how it can, you know, what if it leads, people aren't, you know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like extended lifespan, um, corrections or preventions of con congenital diseases, cognitive enhancement, designer babies. I mean, that stuff might be coming anyway without AlphaFold, but man, that thing might be a rocket ship under, or, you know, a rocket engine, a jet engine under all that stuff. So definite wild card is this, is, is what's going to come from this AlphaFold and its, its progeny. Also, the New York Times was saying recently, a couple days ago, that we found a black hole 1600 light years from our from our solar system, which is very close, very backyardy. Uh, but they say it's dormant. I don't know how a black hole is dormant. I don't like a black hole doesn't stop sucking in everything to oblivion, but it might not be near anything to suck in, maybe. Anyway. Hypothesis number 12, computers. Some humans now control others better because of computing and leverage, but machinery could take control. That's the short version of the hypothesis, H12. The long version is long, like it's a multi it's a multi compound sentence that I'm not gonna I'll talk about it, but it's like it's it needs its own space to talk about every one of these hypotheses needs their own space. You go back to Re seventeen 
I was reading that today. It's like, man, there's a lot in here that I never talked about. That I did this back in March, and I never talked about any, about any of it on the show. So it might be worth going back through some of that just to make sure that you know, without having to read that particular retrace notes, just what's behind these hypotheses. I don't know. We'll think about it. Uh, yeah, so computers, machine learning identifies suspicious... Uh, so the, the headline, which I didn't even put in here, AI may help authorities track ghost fishing ghost fishing boats at science.org, Science Magazine. The, you know, highly reputable journal, Science and Nature, the two top dogs in, in scientific publishing. So they're using... So basically, um, machine learning identifies suspicious activity when vessels turn off their identification beacons. Cases that researchers did this okay so cases that were clearly deliberate and others that seemed technical i.e like technical failure were used to train a machine learning model and etc etc so like now they can use oh and 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 the um there are like billions of automatic id system locations in public databases so what they're doing these uh, these these beacons record locations and then it's in public data publicly available databases and then the machine learning guys can can you know, chew into that data with, with algorithms and train models that will predict the future, basically, you know, the future in quotes of, of any particular trend in the data. Um, and with enough, you know, cases, with enough examples, enough training, with a big enough training set, you can, you know, these things can be really predictive. But predictive of what? Like, so, the so you know, what used to go undetected... These boats, these transponders going on and off. And I mean, it's you know, you can say the model is designed to predict when the transponder goes off, whether it's benign, whether it's a technical failure, or whether it's somebody trying to do illegal fishing or other anything, you know. But it's, it has to look at every, it has to watch. The machine has to watch all the time in order to select from the perceptible information that thing that we built it that was the original motivation for building it. We were originally interested in people overfishing or fishing illegally and 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 but we built a machine that watches everything all the time. Now, this has totally long been happening especially in places like China, um maybe no, not places like China, China, like the surveillance state is in full go. There's a whole a whole giant literature on this. Uh so it's not new to build machines that do this. But this is just another example where we're building something sort of like a superpower tool that, you know, it always seems like, oh, yeah, that's good. We don't want illegal fishing. It's bad for the environment. It's, it might cause collapses in populations and, you know, all kinds of terrible things can happen when people do things that we know they shouldn't do that are bad for the rest of us, that they externalize in economics. They, they turn us all into externalities for their little businesses. Um, yeah, but you're not building a discriminant technology that you know a thing that watches these transponders watches all traffic and of course the boats are like sending these beacons so they don't crash into each other not of course i mean you didn't know that but i knew, i read that from the article but they're sending these beacons all the time for a reason it's you know but you're sending beacons you're sending photons right like you are constantly walking down the street sending photons those are your beacons cameras can be placed on every corner of every street at every angle as they are in china and, and i've heard london um, and many other places and more and more. Um, and then we are building machines to watch. Watch. Why are they watching? Well, we want to stop the fishing. Okay. But 
are they watching for the phishing? No, no, no. Like that, we just we we get vacuum up all of the the data. You know, we and then this thing translates this this particular machine learning algorithm translates that data or extracts from that data or detects in that data is probably the best way to say it. Detects in that data untoward behavior. But you know, once you once you label examples of of behavior. However you want. That's why I said, like, the cases were clearly deliberate, right? Clearly, obviously, this is obviously bad, right? Or others that seemed technical. Like, I thought they were going to say that they found confirmed cases of this or that thing. But they were sort of, you know, they were going for it. They're, like, they're, they're thinking, we're going to get published. This is going to make us, you know, this is going to raise our profile. We're going to have a success here. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do something great with machine learning. Maybe they skip a few steps and just build something that, on the basis of, clearly, seemed the machines are watching and who controls those machines these guys no they build it but they don't control it you have to have power oh you have to have power not like neil ferguson neil ferguson doesn't have any power the historian i was rereading square in the tower where i quoted from it recently talking about his you know comments on carol quigley um, but that's a good, that's a good book for totally separate reasons, Square in the Tower. And then in the beginning, I love how he talks about how connected he is. He's so connected. He distinguishes between, um, hierarchical and, uh, distributed networks or, or, you know, uh, flat networks, hierarchical and, oh, you know, he distri- distinguishes between hierarchies and networks, I think is the two, two categories of connection that he distinguishes. And he says he's a very networks guy, you know, he, he's not. He does, and 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 but your power in a net as a node in a network depends on where you are in that network and and the sort of the, top, the topology of it, and it's not just being in a network doesn't make you powerful and being in hierarchy does. Being at the top of a hierarchy does, but your your power in the in the hierarchy depends on your basically your altitude, whereas in the network it depends on your you know GPS coordinates. But not you know it like on Earth it's you're not powerful by any like the, it's the surface of the earth and its resources and your position high ground low ground that's a little bit altitude but i'm let's pretend it's not you're near water you're away from water all that stuff de- determines little bits of your power right and he's saying in networks that's generally the topology of the abstract top, topology of networks is what determines your power and he's an, he's a very networked guy but he has no power he says you know he has power obviously but but you know from his point of view he's just he's comparing himself to his oxford you know alums his fellow uh, alums from oxford they're running big banks and stuff and and they're in, in politics and they're movers and shakers and can make things happen. And he's like, I don't have any power. I only have the, the ear of the world. It sucks. Well, anyway, these guys who built this machine learning, I think they're guys, they, they watch the boats. They don't have any power. Their power is in building the thing and then publishing it and getting recognition. But when they build it, they just hand it off. Like once an invention is made, it's... And it's publicized. But the other thing is you can invent things and not publicize them. That's a whole different subject. Can't talk about it. This has been Retrace segment number 42, Sunday. I don't have to read this Sunday. All references will be in the PDF notes at retrace.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com, R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com. Next segment is tomorrow, 11 Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. And that's it. Signing off.